about nothing nation let me get your attention before i let this episode finish and tell you all about what occasion what occasion is a travel agency slash party planning committee owned by my cousin my family tamara now you can go follow what occasion on instagram at what occasion all one word if you have plans on planning on a birthday party for your 21st, a King Sierra, or you want to take a trip to the Bahamas, make sure you go with what occasion. Because no matter what the occasion, go with what occasion. Welcome to a brand new episode of Podcast About Nothing. I am your host, The Apex. And I wanted to wait to create this episode right here because... Yeah, I had wanted to wait until everything was finalized, you know. Uh, I'm, I know you already know what this episode is about because you see the title. Uh, it's just at the moment of me recording this episode, I haven't I haven't uh, put a title to it yet. So, But I had wanted to wait to record this until I got my emotions in check first. And then, on top of it all... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it um, during this episode, you know. And yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out to Osita Brand. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for the partnership. Make sure y'all go follow Osita Brand at O S I T A Brand. Osita Brand, all one word on Instagram. And make sure you go hit up their Kickstarter. For the finest, most classiest, the most lit, full, 100% leather uh, dress shoes and backpacks that are for men and women, actually. Um, Also, make sure you go follow What Occasion. If you plan on taking a trip, throwing a party, girls not out, guys not out, couples retreat, bar miss for a wedding reception, go with What Occasion. No matter what the occasion Go with what occasion. Follow them on Instagram at what o, at what occasion. All one word. Um, and also shout out to Lake Chosa's hot sauce. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in for that interview. I appreciate that. That was really heartfelt. I appreciate that from everybody from every listen. Whether you was the first listen or the last listen that just happened like a couple hours ago. Um yeah, make sure you go follow Lechosa's Hot Sauce on Instagram at Lechosa's Hot Sauce, all one word, L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S, uh, Hot Sauce, Lechosa's Hot Sauce, all one word, um, and make sure you shop at www.lechosa'shotsauce.com, um, and judging off of the interview, you know, they got more flavors coming. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, I had to get my emotions in check before recording this episode, but I think I'm fine now. You know, I think I, I think I'm ready to talk about it. Um, and I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm happy because it's not a good situation, but it's funny how I'm, I'm recording this now and there's some news I just found out. I, I don't know how long it's been out there and maybe y'all even know about it already, but I just found out like, I want to say 30 minutes ago so. Um, and then I had to get, I had to recheck my emotions after this, but yeah, let's just, um, 
Let's get into it, man. So, Amber Geiger. I don't care what anyone says in regards to this. Well, in regards to what to what I am about to say. Amber Geiger got away with murder, dog. All BS aside, like, she got away with murder. She really did. She, um... She got away with murder. And... I gotta admit, man, like... I gotta admit, though, like, I need to see everybody that was on that jury, because the the reason why, the, the reason being that I need to, the reason being that I need to, um, That I need to, uh, the, the reason why I need to see everyone that is on that jury is because I need to know the age range I need to know how diverse of a selection of people that they had I, I seen like an interview I think that was yesterday or on Thursday uh, that had a black woman and a white man they look like they're about the same age about mid-twenties um Millennials, I guess you could say. And it, I feel like as in the, as a millennial, it's like we can be real, like, I don't want to say hippie, but like real, like, you know, peace, love, tranquility. Um, but at the same time, my age, nah, I don't want to say my age group, but my generation for sure invented this whole cancel culture where you can do something 40 years ago and still manage to get in trouble for it. I don't, I don't feel like that's ever been a thing. Like, so to see those two, now, that's that's why I also say that it had to be unanimous, it had to be a unanimous decision on her being guilty and how long. Now, we had to sit for, I think it was two days after the conviction came out, 
of her being guilty. I think I think we had to sit on that for like two days. Um, so we was able to rejoice because usually we don't even get a conviction. So that was reason to rejoice because it was kind of like, all right, she getting life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's found guilty for first degree murder. And usually with first degree murder, there is an intention behind it, like a, like a premeditated type thing. Usually if you're found guilty of first degree murder, uh, premeditated murder falls under that category. Now, when the judge came out and said, uh, the castle doctrine applies here, meaning the stand your ground law, I was like, okay, that's weird. That she just decided to throw that nugget out there like that, like, yo, hey, y'all can um y'all can apply the whole, you know, saying stand your ground joint, like y'all can y'all can that's in play here. And that made me go like, okay, that's weird that you decided to throw that in there. I, I don't see how this counselor starts standing her ground when she's in someone else's house. That wasn't her home. Like, oh, and then she's going to be crying. Oh, I feared for my life. You should be fearful of your life. You're coming into my home. You're in my house. This is my home. This is my sanctuary. These are my grounds. This is my castle. You should be afraid of your life. If you're coming into my house, barking orders, waving a gun in my face, you should be fearful for your life. I'm going to kill you. You should be scared. But the fact that she was able to, uh, I fear for my life. And see, that's the thing with these cops, man. That's the thing with these white folks, man. They quit to throw out, I'm scared. I'm fearful. But at the end of the day, she was a cop. And she knew she had a gun on. So she knew she better. And I listened to the 911 call, G. I listened to the 911 call. Oh, I'm so scared. I messed up. I'm about to lose my job. They asked her, did you administer um, CPR? That's what the 911 dispatcher said. No, I didn't. But in court, she said, yeah, I did a little CPR. What's a little CPR? I'm certified in CPR. You're supposed to conduct CPR until help arrives. What's a little CPR? She didn't even try to save this man's life, dog. I'm like, I'm thinking about what is this? But you want to sit up here and say the castle doctrine applies? Stand your ground applies? And here I was thinking that she didn't have a foot to stand on. But lo and behold, bro, like, that's wild to me. Let let this situation play it out with a shoe on the other foot. That it was a black man, cop or not, cop or not. You know what? Let's make him a cop for that. You know what I'm saying? Just because. Hey, why not? Let's make him a police officer. He walks into 
a white woman's house. It's not his. He walks into a white woman's house, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, maybe brown-eyed woman house. Thinking that it's his, thinking somebody broke in, open fire, double tap, shoot her once, she falls, bust her again. Does, quote-unquote, a little CPR. Calls 911 and says, oh, man, I messed up. I'm about to get fired. I'm about to lose my job. Fam. In Texas, he would have got the death penalty. Quick. It would have been no death row. It wouldn't have been no, all right, man, you got to serve 20, you got to serve uh, a quarter of your sentence first, and then we're going to uh, lethal inject you. Nah. Nah. That that very next day, after the gavel hit the, hit the, hit the stand, hit the podium where the judge is sitting, he getting lethal injected, right off, right off rip. Stop playing. Like I don't understand how she was able to just escape like that. She got away with murder. She is thirty-one years old. She'll be thirty-two next year. When did this happen? Last year, I think it was. I think this happened last year. She's getting out at forty-two years old. In the year 2020, maybe 2021. Now, I'm hearing rumblings that she only has to serve five before she's available for parole. I don't think so. I mean, it could be different in the state of Texas. I don't know. Um, But it's a felony charge. And it is murder. I never heard about anyone being eligible eligible for parole on a murder charge. I never heard about that. I never heard of that. I never heard of someone being eligible for parole on a murder charge. I never heard about that. Like, I thought when it came to murder, you had to serve out your sentence. Because I never heard of you. I never heard of that. But I don't know. Maybe they made her else before. I don't know. Like, I I have no idea. But it angers me. Because it's almost one of those things where it's like, hey, see, you know, she was a cop and she killed an unarmed black man and you know, she's being punished for it, you know, there y'all go, you know, you know, there you go, right, you guys are happy now, right, right, we're we're even now, right, that's what it felt like, and I don't understand even the jury making the sentencing, I've never heard that before, I thought usually it's the judge, but after seeing the judge hug Amber Geiger, I don't think I would want her to make the sentencing either, to be honest. And I know everyone's getting upset about her brother. I'm sorry, about uh, Botham's brother hugging her. But, hey, man, he's grieving. If that helps him sleep at night, fine. But I do have a problem with the father saying, I hope that we, I, 
I hope one day I could be friends with her. Dog. All right. See, now y'all, excuse my language. Y'all niggas wildin' now. She murdered your son and is facing 10 years. I'm not saying you got a hater, but it's like, fam, you, all of this seems like an act to me now. Like, all of this seems, it seems bizarre to me. Now the dad talking about, like, I, like, it's almost like, this looks like shucking and jiving to me. Not so much what the brother did, but now the dad, I feel like the dad is trying to gain some type of, I don't know. Like, oh, my, my son wants to hug her. Uh, I hope we can be friends and get a beer afterwards. I didn't even listen to the audio. This seems odd to me. This seems weird. Meanwhile, the grandma and the sister was wilding out in the lobby. I don't know how the mom was reacting. I don't know. They didn't speak on it. But the grandma and the sister was wilding on her in the lobby after the sentencing. When the sentencing came up, I saw the reaction of the sister, and she just sat back in her seat like, huh? Ten years? Like, she kind of just sat back in her seat like, what? The grandma and the sister I heard was wilding. I think that was the sister, I think. But I heard that they were wilding in the lobby like, yo, what is this? Like, you urinating in my cereal and telling me that it's milk. That's what they did to us. There ain't no, there's, dog, there's dudes that don't pay child support and they're in prison longer than 10 years. There's people serving weed charges longer than 10 years. She walked in a dude's house, murdered and killed him because she thought it was, if that was a black dude that did that, he would have got hit with rape, breaking and entering, uh, first degree murder, grand theft auto, tax evasion. They would have hit him with everything in the book for that. Thinking you about to say, I thought this was my house? No, sir. No way. No, you're not getting away with that. No. But she did. I don't care that she got convicted of murder and now that now she's a convicted felon and now um she's only she's only doing 10 years she got away with murder dog she got away with it i know there's a show called how to get away with murder you want to know how you get away with murder being a white woman that's how you get away with it just be a white woman and cry in court you can't it's not even about i don't even think it's about it's a white thing i don't even think it's a white thing just be a white woman. You'll get away with it. Because there was a black woman who was getting abused by her husband, and she shot warning shots in the sky, and she's facing like 30 years. There was a black man that killed a police dog, and he's facing 35. There's a dude that sold three pounds of weed 
He's been in prison for 25 years. She killed somebody watching Hulu on his couch eating a bowl of ice cream. And she's doing 10? Like, I wouldn't have accepted anything under 30. I don't care if you say 29 years and 364 days. Nah. Uh Uh-uh. Nothing less than 30. I don't care if it's 29 years, 364 days. Nothing less than 30 years. Nothing less. That's unacceptable, dog. That's crazy. She got away with murder. What's going to happen? She's going to get out of prison in 10 years. Podcasting will be at an all-time high. She's going to write a book from her point of view and what she went through in prison. Because, first of all, she's going to be on... um, She's not going to be with general population. They, they, They are going to separate her from the rest of the prisoners. Because when she gets to prison... Especially if she she goes to prison in the state of Texas, not even Texas, anywhere, people gonna want her. Like there's gonna be people, there's going to be women serving life with no opportunity of parole, and yet she murdered someone and she's eligible for parole. They're killing her in prison. They will kill her. They're going to keep her away from general population. That's what's going to happen. She's going to get out. She's going to start a podcast. And then she's going to write a book. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. She's not going to have to worry about working a regular job. Because she's a felon. She's not going to have to do that. She's going to go on tour with her book, with her podcast, do a couple of interviews on redneck podcasts around the world that hate black people. She's going to be on there. She, she, she's going to do fine, actually. She may actually live a better life when she gets out. Ten years? And then I saw something else today that literally made my stomach turn. Now, I can't let this episode finish without telling you all about the greatest, tastiest, hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. They chose us hot sauce. You can take my word for it. They sent me two free bottles so I can have a little taste. It's the hottest out there. It's the hottest out there. And if you're really into spicy foods, pick up some Lechosa's hot sauce. That's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S hot sauce. You can find their website on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Follow them on Instagram at Lechosa's hot sauce. Again, it's www.lechosashotsauce.com. Dot com, pick up a bottle and let them know that podcast about nothing sent you. So today, come to find out that um, a key witness that contributed to the conviction of Amber Geiger 
Um, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Was shot twice and killed. He was shot in the chest. And another time in the mouth. Um, Almost like the back of his head was blown out because they put the gun in his mouth to pull the trigger. It saddens me, man. Because this this is what was happening in Ferguson when coincidentally, air quotes, um, the people who were protesting in Ferguson, Missouri after the murder of Mike Brown, some of those people were coming up dead. Rest in peace to Joshua Brown, man. He helped convict Amber Geiger. He lived right across the hall from Botham John. The day Botham John died was the day that Joshua Brown met him. He met the same day. I watched his testi- his testimony. Uh, he was just telling about, you know, what happened. He was just, he went to a bar. He was coming home. He heard shouting, and then he heard gunshots. And he lived right across the hall. And he started crying. He said the day that both of them died was the day that he met him. He didn't even know him. He just lived across the hall from him for, for like, I think it was a year, I think he said. And he could hear both of them singing every morning while he was getting ready to leave for work. He would hear both of them singing. And he was distraught. He was broken up because it's like, dang, like, now, when, after that day, after that night, the next morning when I'm leaving out of my apartment, I don't hear it anymore. And he broke down crying while he was on a stand, giving his testimony. Now he's dead. <sighs> that, um, that hurts. You know, um, if people feel like as black people, we overreact to things because they don't, they don't understand how it's like, how worthless we're viewed. 
doesn't make any sense, man. Like, they're not going to find who did it because we all know that the Dallas Police Department did it. The Dallas Police Department is the one that did this. He got shot in the chest. I don't know. I mean, I mean, yes, people can get shot in the chest, but that sounds like police training to me because she shot both of them in the chest first and then shot him again in his stomach. The double tap. Shooting him in the mouth, putting a gun in his mouth and pulling the trigger. That was sending a message. I don't know who they're sending a message to, but that was them sending a message for testifying. I'm I'm in the episode right here, man. I'm in the episode right here. This has been another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I've been your host, The Apex. Until next time, mind your business, counsel blessings. Don't be better, be better, peace.